Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we are looking at turning prayer into prophecy. If we can pray, we can prophesy. First, let's share how we've heard from God this week. Jane. All right. For me, it was simply my quiet time. I was reading Proverbs, uh, no, Psalms, well, both of them, but Psalms 25 verse 14, and this verse jumped down at me. The Lord confides in those who love him. Other translations said the Lord confides in those who fear him. And that healthy fear, not you know, really scared fear. That was such a comfort and I went, oh, wow, I've never heard that voice before in relation to hearing God. I've never heard anyone speak on it or teach on it or write on it, but the Lord confides in those who love him. Actually, that's a real encouragement to us all. Gary. Brilliant. The other day we were working at a place and a lady had asked us to clean out a whole lot of leaves at the front, near a front door. Now, we could have just blown them all out into the street and left. But now I felt we need to do this properly. We always do things properly. <laughs> and we got down and we systematically cleaned all of the leaves out from the bushes, from the plants that were there, because they were these massive leaves that had just been blown in there. But the good thing was that while we were there, it meant we stayed at that place a bit longer, cleaning up that stuff. And a chap from next door uh, wandered past and asked if we could mow his lawn. And then not only did we mow the lawn, but he ended up getting us to do another three whole days of work on his property, which was really exciting. But it was through me just stopping and, and sensing that I needed to stay and clean those leaves. It was as though God tapped me on the shoulder and said, yep, do it properly, systematically clean them out. Now, I didn't sense that there was going to be anything beyond that, but it was amazing how that turned something so small into a, a job that was so big for us. That was great. Today, as we speak, just mentioning the show notes, if you go to our website, garyandjane.co, or on your favourite podcast listening app, there will be some show notes attached to that. Outlines the description of the episode, Bible verses mentioned, resources, that sort of thing, and how you can contact us. Now, today in talking about turning prayer into prophecy, our first principle is if you can pray, you can prophesy. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not a one-way communication. It's like on the phone. If you ring up someone on the phone, you don't just go, oh, hi, Gary, and put the phone down. No, it's a two-way dialogue, two-way communication. Conversation. Conversation. You say something, you wait and listen to what they say, you then respond to what they've said. And the same with God. That's what prayer is. And when I realised that with my prayers, when I stopped and asked God before I began to pray, so not the, you know, where in Psalms 100 it talks about, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. So when I begin to pray, I always worship God and thank him first. And then 
actually stop and ask God what he would have me pray about a situation. And when I do that and then pray what he said, I find my prayers are answered on a lot higher rate than if I just pray what I think. God answers in absolutely supernatural ways sometimes. We found this during the whole COVID period. We were praying about certain issues. And if I had prayed for the outcome that I'd wanted, would have completely missed it. We leave the way that God answered. If I'd prayed for that, the way I felt it would be answered, the strategy would have missed it. The outcome was answered, but in absolutely mind-blowing ways, I'm not going to go into it here, but mind-blowing ways, supernatural ways, God is out of the box. You can't contain God. And so, yeah, just if you can pray, you can prophesy. So what's the difference between prayer and prophecy? So we pray by first listening to God in our spirit to see what he's praying. The Bible says that Jesus is always interceding to Father God on our behalf. So if you read Hebrews 7.25, we listen, Jesus tells us what he's praying and we pray it back to him. It's partnering with God through prayer. Now God could do that by himself, but he's relational and loves doing things with us. Prophecy is actually the same. We co-create with God by speaking into being the seed of what he wants to do. We convey God's intentionality. So both prayer and prophecy have the same root of faith, that what we're hearing, feeling, seeing, sensing is really God. The releasing action is either prayer or prophecy. Faith is the bridge that enables us to move from receiving revelation to releasing that revelation. Prayer is asking God to fulfill his will. Prophecy is declaring or proclaiming what God intends to do. Prophecy is hearing God, what God's saying, and communicating that to others. Now, God, I always say, loves questions. So he will respond when you ask him. And we often quote Jeremiah 33.3, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And Habakkuk 2.1, Habakkuk looks to see what God will say to him. He believes that God will speak to him. He knows God will speak to him. He knows how God will speak to him. He recognises God's voice. He knows God personally. Do you have any examples of this, Gary? <laughs> I'll put you a bit on the spot there. All right. Second principle. I practice stilling or quietening my own thoughts and emotions so that I can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions within me. Habakkuk 2.1. We come back to that. I will stand at my watch and set myself on the wrong path. Habakkuk knew that to hear God's quiet inner voice, he had to first go to a quiet place and still his own thoughts and emotions. It's positioning our hearts in the affections and wonder of God 
before we hear his voice. We need our hearts to be open and attentive ways of doing this. Everyone has their own way. A simple worship song, a scripture, a place of encounter. I really love that psalm, Psalm 46 verse 10, where encourage us to be still and know that he is God. Spontaneous thoughts about whatever heart desires, circumstances we're focusing on, we can hear them at those times when we just are still and know that he is God. And those spontaneous thoughts that flow from the throne of God to me. If we're not still, we hear our own thoughts about whatever heart's desire or circumstance we're focusing on instead of God's thoughts. So when I'm trying to be still and hear God, if thoughts come to me about things I need to do or reminders, I jot them down. That means I don't have to try and remember they're out of the way. I can then come back to that later. And as I pray, I fix the eyes of my heart on Jesus. So back to that Habakkuk 2, I will watch to see what he will say to me. I will watch. Third principle, write it down and practice. So journaling, the writing out of our prayers and God's answers, provides freedom in hearing God's voice. Habakkuk 2, back to that again, verse 2, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. It's a fabulous way to clearly discern God's inner spontaneous flow. As you write, you're simply believing that what you're hearing, what you're writing is from God. Don't try and edit or try and discern is that God. Just write the flow of what comes to you. Don't test it as you're writing, as it will break that flow. You can go back over it after that spontaneous flow has stopped and test it then and examine it carefully, making sure that it lines up with not only scripture but God's character, something we highlighted with the example of JL in episode 13. Ask God questions. He always answers them. And you know what? I encourage people to practice by writing a love letter to God. So write your thoughts, your heart feelings towards God. Write them down. And as you're writing them, share your heart and love with Jesus. You may actually hear a flow of spontaneous thoughts and impressions coming back to you. Write out that spontaneous flow. Allow it to become like a two-way love letter. And keep it simple. You know, you don't have to write pages and pages. You can write just two or three sentences. And it can be helpful as you're writing to imagine yourself actually praying. It's what you're praying. Now, I tend to dot point or, you know, have shorthand to write because otherwise I tend to pray quite quickly. (laughs) That would really hinder my writing. But let your prayer rise up in your heart and simply write it down. You can then look at it and turning your prayer into prophecy look at it and change the wording of what you've written in the prayer the prayers asking god to do something change it to a simple prophetic statement of what god intends to do so changing the asking god to do something to the this is what god will do and sometimes you can do that by just changing a few keywords and phrases 
write out your simple prophetic statement of encouragement, of blessing. I tend to write out decree and declare. What you're saying is that you start the prayer with I decree, I declare. When you turn it into a prophecy. When I turn it into a prophecy, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of my prayer nowadays is a lot of decreeing and declaring. I don't actually ask God for much stuff anymore. I tend to worship and praise him, tend to listen to what would you like to say about this concern I have, and then I speak it out as in speaking life which is actually our fourth principle to speak life. So I pray the outcome. I decree I decree and declare this. So I think a classic is in relation to healing. I know this. you might feel this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but we've noticed lately that often people, when they're praying for healing, it's sort of if it's your will, Lord, and all this sort of stuff. But how does this work for you when it comes yes. to healing? <laughs> so I can remember once praying that at a... Healing Rooms leadership team meeting, we had someone who was having heart surgery and I was just like, oh, God, if it's your will. And and the director at the time, Jenny, stopped me and said, Jane, we never pray like that. It is God's will that a person is healed. And so we thank God for the healing and we decree and declare, we state the outcome and we thank God in advance for it. So if you're praying for that, healing can you just give us a quick example of what you would say all right so i would generally well, there's a few things i would tend to first off i know this is putting you on the spot yeah now i would i lift off any words spoken over you about your physical condition and any words that don't agree with how god sees you and heart be healed sometimes say i decree your heart be healed but Usually I just go straight to the point and just speak to the heart and say, heart be healed in Jesus' name. Now, because you're a heart nurse, you have a little bit more of an understanding. What are some of the things that you would specifically pray for if you knew? Oh, well, it depends because sometimes I know that something is because of a hormone or a chemical or whatever, so you can go into that, but you don't need to. You can just heart be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that this person will be healed. Their heart will be healed in Jesus' name. So thanking God and just being very specific. And I decree and declare that you're healed, that your heart is healed in Jesus' name. There's a lot in the Bible about speaking life and praying the outcome. Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. I love this passage. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So our words come true, what we say. So if we say, oh, you're a pain in the neck, expect to have (laughs) a pain in the neck or my feet are killing me. 
Or a classic is you hear something and you go, oh, you poor person. We're actually cursing that person with a poverty spirit. So the words we say do come true. The Bible is full. There's a lot of Bible verses about that. I actually have a resource on my website, unlockingthegold.com, about speaking life. And there's a Facebook group where I did a series of videos a few years ago on speaking life in September. And if you want to have access to that teaching, then send me a note via our website. It's so important what we say. A classic example, this is a really great example. And we build up our authority in the spiritual realm over time. So it's like we're building up our muscles over a period of time by working them. What you're saying is in relation to our authority, we build it up by speaking life, continually speaking life, bit by bit, moment by moment. Yeah. So it's building up our spiritual muscles. So last year, our daughter had to, she is a manager at McDonald's and she had to go to a different McDonald's in Frankston for night shift for the Friday and Saturday night. And there was a... Well, it'd be fair to say all the stories you've heard about Frankston are correct (laughs) and especially come to life overnight around McDonald's. Gary, are you speaking life? (laughs) No. (laughs) Sarah had a co-worker who refused, who said, look, I'll pay you extra. I'll pay you most of my wage if you go to the Frankston store overnight and so she did and as she was leaving that night to go to work I said how are you feeling what do you want me to pray and she said oh everyone hates it it's actually really dangerous there's a whole lot of people when the pubs close a whole lot of people come in and just virtually destroy the place they've got weapons They're swearing and they're damaging the place, throwing stuff. She already has the police on speed dial, but it just, (laughs) it's it's quite dangerous. So can you pray? And I went, yeah. After she left, my prayer was simply this. I didn't spend ages praying for her safety, anything like that. All I prayed was, I decree and declare, God, that you will put your angels standing guard around that store tonight, that no weapons or anyone who's violent or swearing will enter that store. I went to bed, had a good sleep, woke up, was up when she got home in the morning and I said, oh, how'd it go? She said, oh, you'll never believe what happened. I said, oh, what? And she said, it was really weird. When the pubs closed, there was all these people in the car park and they were all swearing and a whole lot of fights but no one came inside it was like the the doors were locked or something there was no one that entered and I shared with her that well all I prayed was I decree and declare heavenly father that you put angels around the store and not allow anyone to enter that's going to be violent or has weapons swearing that sort of stuff she's like wow Definitely work. Can you pray that again for me tonight? So it actually, it really does work. We have numerous examples, numerous, numerous, numerous examples I have where I've been speaking life and decreeing and declaring the outcome. 
definitely worth exploring it. Our prophetic activation for today is to turn your heart and thoughts to Father God and ask him how he sees an area of your life that is a concern to you. So something you're, an issue you have or a concern, how God sees that. And just ask God, Father God, what's your heart for that area? What would you love to see as an outcome there? Father God, how are you going to help me get there? Or what would you love to do? Holy Spirit, what are you praying for me in relation to that? God, is there a Bible verse you'd love to encourage me with or that applies? Just explore that a bit with God and ask questions. As usual, at the end of our time, both of us have asked God what he would love to say to a listener. Gary, do you want to go first? Yeah, I just have a sense that there are those that are struggling with their sense of identity, with their self-image, with their perspective on who they are. I sense that God has wanted to say to you today that you are beautifully and wonderfully made, that right from the beginning of being created in your mother's womb, that God has had his finger on you. And that everything about you, he just loves, he adores you. And he just wants to empower you into this next season of your life. For you to have a perspective, his perspective of you and whose you are. And the way that he's put you together. And a sense that there's going to be some new gifts and abilities that you're going to become aware of in this next season. And the fruit of of your life, of your ministry, of your relationships, you're going to be blown away. But it'll all start from recognising that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. I just sense that God's flipping the switch and someone who you've prayed for to become a Christian will enter into a relationship with God. They'll become a Christian. I just sense it's going to blow you away. Just start thanking God for the outcome. So instead of, oh, God, you know, would you do this person, start, thank you, Father, that this person is becoming a Christian. I decree and declare this person will become a Christian. Thank you, God, for that. Gary, do you want to finish with prayer? Father, we thank you for being our loving Heavenly Father but a father who is intimately interested in each one of us, who wants to speak to us, who wants to guide us, who gives us what we need to pray. Father, just may we just love you. Father, may we just have you as number one in our life, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, that we'll recognise that you are there with us, that you are taking a step with us every step of the way, every moment. Father, just thank you for being the loving God you are in Jesus' name. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages for the Hearing God podcast and comment on them, letting us know what you love about the podcast. And as always, just ask God who you could share this podcast with. 
and let them know about it. Thanks so much. See you next time.